stuff. Okay, let's run the numbers. You've been sober how long, Pamela? Um, 13 years. 38 years. And I've been in a food recovery program um, solidly for four. Ah. Yeah. Huh. I don't know if at any time that's anything anybody wants to talk about, but food recovery is very complicated. It might be like, let's do that if you ever want it another time. That's a yes. It's a whole... And y'all have been married? Uh, you were together before I knew you when you got married, didn't you? We've been together almost 12 years okay. and married three and, a, three and a half, about three and a half. And so since one of the two of y'all is a professional licensed therapist, counselor type. No, I'm not licensed. Oh, I beg your pardon? I'm a certified coach. Gotcha. Because I studied with a woman who has a nonprofit and I didn't go back to college. I was going to, but it's a long story. But. Just a certified life coach. But that's your gig. You're yes. a relationship coach. Is that fair to say? Um, no, I'm just a life coach. I mean, like, I've got nothing right so far. Let's start well, over. Are we, are, we, are we? Oh, we're in. This is going oh, in. I'm oh, I'm sorry. I just meet people where they're at, whether it's grief, whether it's loss, whether it's transition, whether it's support, whatever it is, I meet with them. I have a free session and then. I see if, you know, and I pray, is my skill set going to meet their needs? And if not, I refer them out. And if so, I say, let's try it. You are famously the nicest lady in the world, and you're married to the nicest guy in the world, so it's always peace in the valley at your casa. Is that correct? Have I got that right, Fine. That, that would be incorrect. Oh, God, dog! That would be incorrect. But everything's worked out. So, I mean, that's, the, that's because of recovery. You know, I, to the bone, I believe that's because of recovery, that we can find a center. You know, it, when we're, we're both in the problem, we find a way, one of us waves a white flag, we go to our corners, call who we need to call, talk to who we need, and then come back to the center with uh, hopefully solutions, or move right into the solution. But yeah, the, you know, we're, we're uh, both, we both still have our will. And we both still want what we want until uh, we find that it doesn't work for the other. And then that's a conversation. And you've heard, you take away the alcohol, with the alcoholic, you take away the alcohol and you still have the ick. I mean, it's all this stuff that whatever substance or process was covering that up, that we work on every day. Yeah. And it's like I can pick up my insanity or I can pick up my tools. I get to choose. I heard that when you clear away the the stuff that's floating on the pond, the, the cups and the oil and the crud, and you get rid of that, you get a better look at the shit that's sunk to the bottom, the stolen cars and bicycles and dead that's accountants right. that are that's down right. there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really true. There's more. There's yeah. always more. And it's bigger. You know? And the whole thing is is like that's the complication. So all that stuff is the complication. What's on top, what's down below. So how have I dealt with that over, you know, my lifetime or my sober lifetime? You know, how much of that is coming up? How much is it still there? What do I need to deal with? And then what's the solution to that? You know, whether that's still there or not. Like I need to get, the only way is to is through. So I need to work through that. And I do. we do it together. You know, I mean, that's the that's the solution. And it's not always pretty. Well, and I was projecting so much onto him in the beginning. And, you know, that thing we say that 
being in a relationship is like putting miracle grow on your character defects. I was just pointing the finger at him. And then I had to go to another kind of 12 step group on relationships. And I'm, I now look at this as my spiritual workshop. If, if I'm focusing on him, I'm really in the problem. I've got to go inside and look at myself and go, what's going on with you? And that's, and then reach out. No idea why this came to me while I was listening to you, but I'm ambivalent about kid stuff. The stuff that bent the twig Mm -hmm. long, long ago. And part of me really feels like you got to get over it. Cause if I'm mad at you because of what my fourth grade teacher did to me, how is that helping anything? And yet this stuff never goes away. It never, and on a, on a Wednesday, I might not think about the death of my brother. And on Thursday, I can't get out of bed over the death of my brother. It's, right. it's, uh, what's, what's up with that? Well, you know, I had, I had something that I went through, um, where I didn't call my sponsor. This is in LA. I was like eight years sober and I didn't call him. And finally I called him and told him what was going on. It was about self-esteem. And what he said to me was, what do you think this shit goes away? He said, why do you think we have meetings? Why do you think we talk to each other? It's so that when these things come up, we have an outlet. I mean, that's, and all I have to do now is remember that I have an outlet rather than hold it, you know, which is, you know, it happens. We're, We're also human. You know, we're going through human experiences as alcoholics, which means I make them bigger. And so how do, I, how do I reduce it in size, especially between us? How do we reduce it to its proper size so that we can actually deal with it? That's how we end up dealing with things is to, yeah, is proportion. to, is to shrink it down to reality, to what it actually yeah. is. And then the solutions become available. Well, and love and tolerance is our code, not just for others, but for ourselves. When this shit comes up again, how do I say, how do I go inside with tenderness and kindness and tolerance and love? And because that's all that little kid ever wanted was love and connection and to feel safe in the world. And now I get the opportunity because of my recovery to give that to myself. There's an old saying that you should never teach your spouse how to drive a stick shift. They don't, <laughs> they don't want to hear it from you. Or, or a kid, you know, you, you tell a 10-year-old something and you're a goddamn idiot. And then the next door neighbor tells them the same information. It's the greatest thing ever. So, well, yeah, go. No, but it came, it came to a point where we basically stay out of each other's programs. I mean, that I think is key. Because I don't, because I got 38 years and she has fewer years. And Sounds like you're pulling rank there a little bit, like, Todd. Yeah, I'm just trying you. to start something. Thank you. It's a good show. Um, good, good. Radio. But I don't use that as a weapon. You know, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, and, and I keep myself from not using that as a weapon, you know, and sometimes I try to inform. It doesn't always go well, but, you know, it, you know, that, that's something that's important. And we also, Early on, give each other space. Like I, I, have, I make art, so I'm in my studio, and I need that space. <laughs> Is that the day you pull out the red and black ink or, or uh, paint? I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I shut the door, <laughs> and, and and she has her space, you know. And then we come together, you know, and it's healthy. I think. I, I don't. I think if we did not have 
this program and these tools and these steps, we probably wouldn't be together. We wouldn't be here talking right now. <laughs> I'd be recording you like on Zoom. Yeah, right. we, got, we got Todd in the Virgin Islands and yeah, uh, yeah. Pamela's in Antarctica. Um, <laughs> I like that. Antarctica. <laughs> I'd love to go there. I got green screens. I can put snow behind you. <laughs> so when you go to your, uh, when you wave the white flag and in the words of some book I've read, this is making me upset. Can we talk about it later? That quote appears in the in the recovery literature. Yeah, you guys, you guys play that card, yeah. Well, it, we play that card when we remember to play that card. But also, what happens for me, I'll talk for myself, is that I feel really uncomfortable when, when I feel like I've crossed a line. I feel so uncomfortable that I have to wave yeah. the white flag, yeah. and go to the other room. And I'm most of the time. And Pamela can agree or disagree. I make an amends as quickly as possible because I don't like the weight of how I feel. Sure. If I have done something that harmed her or something that was over the line or anything like that, I will go and make the amends. And she said, she said one time, she said, it really pisses me off that you make these amends so quick, I don't even get a chance to build up the resentment. No, it's, <laughs> I don't know if that's like what that? I said. It's, <laughs> that's probably what you heard, but. Yeah. I'm not ready. He yeah. is Mr. Frickin' Tenth Step. And I'm like, oh, no. I am not ready for this part. And, he, and he's just, it's like how we teach each other. Like, let go. Like, somebody said once, if you could distill the big book down to two words, it would either be grow up or let go. Yeah. So he teaches me. He, this is my spiritual workshop every day. Day. My clients are my spiritual workshop. I feel like whatever my higher power puts in front of me every day is for me to keep growing and healing. And it just how can I be of usefulness and how can I just stay in alignment with that, that whatever you want to call it. I call it spiritual chiropractor for me to be in alignment with okay. my higher power. I think it's an experiential program. Yes. That, that we have these experiences and I label the experiences and I'm, I've been working on getting away from labeling the experiences because some bad experiences ended up being really good for me. Oh, 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 saying that this bad thing happened to you me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I do. There. So I, I, my deal is like everything is a teacher. Am I willing to be taught? You know, even, and, and some of the experiences suck, period. You know, it's not like, oh, they're all great experiences because I'm sober. A lot of the experiences suck, but they're teachers. What do I need to do with that information? And that's where I need help. You know, that's where I need help or else I synthesize it down to something that's simple because I'll complicate anything. Well, anybody of a certain age is going to have one of these. I got I got uh, run over by a car. And uh, that really, really, really hurt. I didn't like it. And had that not happened... I wouldn't have met my ex-wife, and I wouldn't have my kid today. Yeah. Did getting run over by a car suck? Yes. Did getting divorced suck? Triple yes. But I got my kid. I would have. I would have paid that price a hundred times over. Right. Right. Well, yeah. and that's perspective. Yeah. That's what we get. We get to see things differently, and that I think is the gift of this. Yeah. Recovery a change program. perspective. Yeah. That's I mean, the gift. It's just that I have to make the shift in order to see it. 
Well, I can't, I can't let the running over myself with a car. I was working on a car. I jumped into gear. I tried to stop it because I'm so strong. Oh, that's and it, good. And it ran oh. over me. It wasn't very heavy. It was a 69 Thunderbird 428. Oh. And, uh, and, uh, uh, so I'm on crutches. When you're on crutches, everybody asks you about it. And, uh, a guy, clearly an attorney, uh, pinned me and said, uh, hey, what happened? Why are you on crutches? And I said, run over by a car. And he said, who's representing you? And, <laughs> and I said, uh, dude, I ran over myself. And he thought for a second, he goes, I could work with that. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? I love, oh. I love tenacity. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> when you start, uh, you've you've gone into the art studio and splashed your red and black colors around. You've done whatever it is you do. Maybe a good night's sleep and a sandwich. That always helps me. And you guys are are back to, hey, we're cool, right? What do you, what do you, how's, how does, how does it, the process start? Well, it's always better. I mean, it's, but it, but it takes, uh, it takes, um, it takes what it takes. Yeah, yeah. I literally make a lot of phone calls every day. I mean, it was so funny when we first got together, Todd would always be on the phone. And if a sponsee called, he would always pick it up. And I'm like, Good God, Ooh. he is a phone guy. Yeah, you I, got me there. I, I can't hate, say that's true. I hate the phone. Now, I'm on the phone all the time because I have sponsees, I have a sponsor, I have people for outreach calls. The The pandemic, that was how I stayed connected. Yeah. The phone saved my life. So what I think about me, oh, I'm not a phone person, is like... Like humility is the thing that just opens up the door to willingness for me. Am I willing to see this differently? Am I willing to make phone calls? And um, that little bit of willingness is the game changer. But we do our work and we try to bring it like, what is my part? But we also really work on never going to sleep in that... I'll be, yeah, yeah, we, we always have to kiss before we go to sleep, even if we're in separate rooms and we know, do we know, do we know we're going to be okay? Yeah. I I always know we're going to be okay. I think so. Yeah. That is the gift, you know, that we get from 12 steps, but also, you know, working it, you know, and it's not even working it anymore. It's living it. I feel like it's living the steps like sure. they're in my dna yep and so it's like the 10th step thing it's like i'm a 10th step guy you know and i'm 11 step guy and a 12 step guy so it's like when when something happens and i'm uncomfortable like i used to sit with it i used to sit with the discomfort because i wanted you to come to me and tell me how wrong you were you know rather than <laughs> so i sit with my resentment until it felt so uncomfortable that slowly over a period of time i was like all right, um, that's the problem, especially on the movies. Like somebody be go like, they just st- stay with the problem, the problem, the problem. And I go like, okay, it was me. I admit it was me. Now, can we talk about the solution? You know, I mean, it's like, let's move on. I heard you, know? you say in a, in a different conversation, Todd, that, that uh, the shit is hitting the fan and you're not upset. Yeah. And you said, well, I can freak out. This is going to slow things down, but how about we just... <laughs> right. How about if I just get How about we put it? this thing up on the rack right. and see how to fix it? Or I told, you know, a producer, it's the same thing that, you know, when she yells at people that she actually diminishes them. And I said, in, in you know, you should maybe stop yelling at people. And so she kicked me out of the office and kept yelling at everybody. 
But it's that's the other thing is like we don't yell at each other. You know? I've had moments. Well, we both had moments. <laughs> but I mean, but that was a long time ago. I mean, we got Pamela said to me at one point when we were just dating, she said, I will never argue with you ever. I'll lose every <laughs> argument. So we got this like barn burner one day when she was when she had moved in, she was living with us for Pa- by the way, Pamela's expression is going to be the freeze frame on the oh, teaser man. for this episode. Right? Right? Go ahead. And and uh, and it, it was very clear to me that I was not only losing the argument, but it was like she was so badass. It was like the white flag. Well, I slammed the door, <laughs> but I thought she was moving in the other direction, but she was coming. So I slammed the door on her. She like came through what? the door. Oh. She came through the door, and it was like... And I, the white flag meant nothing at that point. It was oh, just no. like, and then finally it was like we separated. And then it was actually a really good coming together after that because it was, and then I said, like, I don't want to argue with you anymore. I lose them every time, you know? And, and there's that sort of badass part of her that I admire, but I didn't at that moment. But it's like she's, <laughs> she's a tough woman. She's a strong woman. And I yeah. like that. Well, and it has to be, it, it, it's been transformed. That kind yeah. of rage that was so old in me, and that was my survival mechanism, that, that is really, yeah. I do feel like my life has been transformed and that I have a softer heart and a more open mind. But I just, I also wanted to say part of the sacredness of our marriage ceremony was that if one of us, starts drinking, they leave the house. That is that is non-negotiable. They leave the house and either they go into treatment or they they stop drinking or like that. This, this is a conversation you sat down and had with each other? Is that oh, what you're telling me? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. It's holy. You guys met in the rooms of recovery? Is that? Yes. Is that right? Okay. Yes. Thoughts on that? When she was new, I, I, this is the, I love this part of the story. It's like I said, uh, when she walked in the room at the at the Vargas, I the first thing I thought was, please have just moved to town and have ten years, please. And then she like raised her hand. She had four days or something, you know. So I just it's a like, shame. And I'm not like uh, I, I stayed away. Gotcha. She, she would like uh, yeah. tell me all that thing that you said in the meeting was really great, and I wrote it down. And I was going great. Talk to the women. And and moved away. He didn't give me the time of day. I was literally like, "Is he gay?" Like I don't get it. And um, on our first date, I think it was. I said, "What was with that? You didn't even." And he said, "It needed to be a safe place for you." And my dad was like my safe place. My mom. I always say Wisconsin is like deliverance with snow. It was so hillbilly, northern Wisconsin. It's like a freaking Bergman film. And and that I have... We need listeners there, by the way. It's one of the only, only blank spots you can see. Wisconsin, come on. I love Wisconsin. It was just... This was just the dynamic, but when I go to Iowa, where my dad was from, these Norwegian bachelor farmers with like three fingers on each hand because they lost them in the corn picker, but their hand was bigger than their head. And the safest, 
calm, my whole nervous system would relax with them because they were like my dad and they were Norwegian and they were just, and when I first, I think it was one of the first dates too, I said, you feel like Iowa. And he's like, okay, is he felt safe to me and I would listen to him in meetings and I go, there's, I can breathe here. Yeah. He just, and I don't think I'd really picked men before I got sober for that reason. <laughs> I think it was probably the antithesis of that. I'm going to fix you. You're going to be a bad boy. And this was, this was recovery, this choice. Right. And so happy. Yeah. It was meant to happen. Yeah. Just t- take a little time. <laughs> Take a long time. <clears throat> My sponsor told me <clears throat> that if you're going to hit on a newcomer girls, just go ahead and kill them. Yeah. Because for a for a newcomer, now this is, I'm just telling you that this yeah. was my life 30 years ago, was that if an attractive, vulnerable, scared, often shamed uh, uh, lady or young lady came into the rooms and the AA Romeos started vulturing on her. Uh, rightfully, you know, if they survived that, they'd run away and go. Well, it's dangerous. Yeah. And and what is some, what is an addict or an, or a, and I'm probably gonna have to adjust that in editing. But what is an addicted or or alcoholic woman who no longer feels safe going into a recovery room? What's left for? Pretty yeah. Pr- pretty short, ugly story in many right. cases. Right. And no, so really. so it's uh yeah you gotta you gotta <laughs> bump into them. Somewhere else. Yeah. And, when, and there's also, there's a lot of men in particular that go out that that mess with newcomers. And then the newcomer breaks up because she's got a strong sponsor, the newcomer woman, and starts talking about it in the rooms, you know, about it wasn't safe for her or something like that. Yeah. There's a lot of men go out. And there was a guy, Mike the Cop. I don't know if you remember. I don't. From L.A. But he, he, he and I went to this one meeting, young people's meeting. And we would talk about predators. You know, they they exist. You know, and, and, and that's right. Uh, only like it, it's it's alcoholic people who are in there who are, who are messed up. You know, yeah. and then how much recovery do they have? There were some people early on that had I had seven eight years and they had twenty five years, and I didn't want what they had. Sure. So I had to find out what I want. You know, and so I'd find the people that had what I wanted, which was serenity and dignity and and a sense of purpose and service and all those things. Those are the people I was attracted to. Well, and it didn't hurt that mm-hmm. I think you went away for nine, ten months nine to months. shoot the Hunger Games. Yeah. And gave me time. And it, I came back. I was like, there's not a man in this town that I want to date. And he comes in the meeting and I go... Except uh. him. <laughs> I really like And now you got him. a year or something like that? Is that what I'm I had a year and a half. All right. And I walk up to him after the meeting. This is my interpretation. He has another interpretation. But I said, where do you go? And he said, well, I make movies and whatever. And I said, I really like you. And I want to have coffee with you. And he was like, well, um, I'll be painting in my studio, so maybe Facebook me. And I was like, frick Facebook, dude. I'm going to meet you on Monday at this coffee shop, and then we'll go to the 7 o'clock I'm going to bleep what you said so it'll sound like you cussed. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
And I said, we will, we'll meet at this coffee shop and then we'll go to the seven o'clock meeting. And he's like, okay. Like, that was it. That was it. I just went, I like this person. Whatever happens, I just like him as a human being. You chased him until he caught you. Well, yeah. <laughs> and the unusual thing is I had just gotten out of a relationship. And usually when that happens, I don't see anybody for a year. I just take time off. And so there, it was like two weeks had gone by. I said, what if I had asked you for coffee and you'd been dating her? And he said, I, said I, I would have said, give me two weeks. I don't, I don't <laughs> answer a hypothetical <laughs> senator. Say, yeah. no, no, he said, <laughs> just give me, give me two weeks. <laughs> give me two weeks. I'll end that one. Yeah. But we took yeah. things. You put in your notice. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> we really took things slowly. Yeah, yeah. But really, yeah. 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 So... It was programmed from the very beginning. Continue. Yeah, we've been through loss. We've been through um, injuries. We've been through... But, in the, but the other thing is we find out what we can do together and what we have to do separately. Like we were remodeling the kitchen. Oh! And we were lo- looking at tile. And it, it, got, it got so crazy that I said... Um, I can't do this with you. I can't do the tile thing with you. You know, you go pick the tile. And she says, no, you go pick the tile. So I went and picked the tile. And she was like, oh, I love this. I love that. And and it worked out. But it's like also to find out what you work together and what isn't. It's like we we're planning this trip to Ireland. And we were doing, had the map out and we're doing all this stuff. And it was not fun. It was, we were both putting pressure on each other. I was, you know, taking things right. wrong and all this stuff. And so the next, the, what I got in the morning was, we got to make this fun. Mm-hmm. And she has a oh, similar yeah. revelation, yeah. which in the morning, she said, well, we have to, we, we have to do better at this. And I said, we have to make it fun. Yeah. You know, because. We're going we on a beautiful trip and we're stressed. We're it pressure. Was, there was pressure. It we was ridiculous. Do this now we have to, you know, it was like. Yeah, and so we started taking the pressure off. Now it's been more fun. It is so much more fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the lesson is next time you remodel, leave money in the budget for marriage counseling. Yeah, right. Right. Always money well spent. Anything <clears throat> you want to you want to slide in here before the Sherman? You're the best man. Thank you. Yay, Sherman! I fucking love you guys. Yeah. Thank you, thank right. you, thank you. Please come back. See you. All.